Welcome to the City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. What God has given me to say to you this morning. How is everybody feeling today? Come on, after that kind of word, I'm hoping you're feeling great. Turn to two or three people and say, I'm feeling great this morning. Feeling great. I'm checking my Facebook to see who else clicked that they're coming to City Night on Wednesday. It's going to be phenomenal. So I hope that you will decide to join us this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, Mark chapter 13 is where we're going this morning. We've been in Mark since July, and we are now at the end of September. And, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm itching to get out of Mark, but God is still revealing more stuff and speaking more stuff to us through this awesome book. So I want to direct your attention to Mark chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 3 through 13. Mark chapter 13, verses 3 through 13. And as I begin to read, you'll understand why I'm reading this passage And I hope that it'll become a word that will give you some peace this morning in the middle of a world that needs a lot of peace. Verse number three says this. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James, John and Andrew asked him privately, tell us what will be the signs and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished. And Jesus began to say to them, see that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name saying, I am he. And they will lead many astray. And when you hear wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginnings of birth pains. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils and you'll be beaten in synagogues and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, don't be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit in you. And brother will deliver brother over to death. And the father, his child and children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end, will be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Jesus, we give you glory for this word, and we pray, God, that we be changed by it. I ask, Lord, that in these few moments that we spend uh, dissecting your word, that we would be transformed, O God, not by the opinions of man, but by the truth that you reveal to us through scripture. We ask it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's no secret, today is September 24th. Yesterday was September 23rd. And if you've been kind of aware of what's going on uh, on news, social media, uh, blogs, articles, YouTube videos, uh, any, any, any major thing is talking about the fact that the world started ending yesterday. And, uh, and I'm not here to argue the validity 
of it. I'm not here to, I didn't do enough research to be honest, to be able to speak to whether these videos are true or whether these articles are correct. I don't know about stars. I don't know about planets aligning. I don't know, uh, you know, what, what the facts are behind all these arguments. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time, you know, talking about whether it's true or not, whether the world is ending or not. That's not really my purpose this morning. You know, if you turn on the news on any given day, it's no longer a surprise to see earthquakes in various places. It's no longer a surprise to hear about wars or rumors of wars. I mean, we're talking about North Korea. We're talking about Iran. We're talking about, you know, terrorism. We're talking about DACA. We're talking about all these different problems that are happening in our world today. And it's no longer a surprise. You wake up and drink your coffee looking at CNN and they go through a long list of everything that's wrong in the world. Are we going to be blown up today? Is ISIS going to uh, come back and be stronger than ever? Is Iran going to blow up the United States? in Israel. I mean, you literally will go crazy if you try to make sense of all the nonsense that is happening in our world today. Happy Sunday. It's a crazy world that we're living in. Yeah, I mean, we're no longer taken aback by hearing, oh, there's a new hurricane forming off of the coast of Cape Verde. It's always coming from Cape Verde. It's the main export. Uh, and, 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 and it's, you know, it's always coming from, and we're no longer surprised. And, and have you noticed every time a new hurricane forms, it's bigger than ever. It's stronger than ever. It's, and they start using war terms. It's destructive. It's, it's going to cost mass devastation. And you see Irma come off. And, and I mean, these things all have different tracks. They're all going in different places. Houston first, Florida next, Puerto Rico this week. I mean, it is absolutely heart-wrenching to see what is happening across the Caribbean even this morning. I mean, 100% of Puerto Rico right now without power. I mean, for the, for the foreseeable future, that's the way it's going to be for them. And we have family members of our own people here that are there. I mean, family members that we haven't heard from yet. And, and as a church, it's so important that we give a word of hope in the middle of all this stuff that's happening. Because I believe not the articles or the blogs or the YouTube videos or the opinions about September 23rd. I believe what Jesus Christ says in Mark chapter 13. And so I'm not going to go based upon the conclusions of other people. I'm going to go upon the conclusive words of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to begin to draw and suck hope out of Mark chapter 13, where Jesus says for us to be of good cheer, where Jesus reminds us that it's all part of the plan, that things are going to happen, but it's not the end of the story. Someone say amen. I want to give you hope this morning. Hurricanes are going to happen. Earthquakes are going to happen. It's going to become worse before it gets better. But church, it will get better someday because this is not the end of the story. Remember Y2K? Some of y'all were born after Y2K, and that's what makes us feel very, very old. I mean, people born in 2000 are now 17 years old, and that is mind-blowing to me. But leading up to Y2K, there was this mass hysteria. I mean, we are going to be without power forever. We are going, the world is going to blow up at the strike of midnight from 99 to 2000. I mean, we stocked up water bottles, canned goods, grills. I mean, we had 
everything. We thought we would be eating like grass because the world was going to be falling apart around us. And I don't know if it was a marketing scheme or not to make us buy products, but, but we were here in this sanctuary, December 31st, 1999, together, waiting for the world to end. <laughs> Dressed up, not knowing what would be happening. And I remember I was only 11 years old, standing here in this sanctuary, not knowing what Y2K even was or what it meant. But I will remember just thinking, the world's going to be done. I need to make sure my sins are forgiven. <laughs> Pastor's kid problems. We asked for, we repented every service. We got saved every service. That's just how it is. So I, I remember we, because we would pray, and we still do pray on New Year's Eve. And, and I remember as an 11-year-old just standing here, and we had this clock in the sanctuary. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, Lord, are my sins forgiven? Like, am I going to go to heaven tonight? Is this it? Uh, and... And, and I remember praying, and then I, like, opened my eyes a little bit, and it's already 12. And I'm like, what's happening? Everything is normal. The house isn't burning yet. Like, things are, things are fine. And you know what? That's, that, that, that day passed 17 years ago at this point, and we're still here. Because if people can, can give hysteria and, and hopelessness, they're going to give it away. But I believe that the church, more than ever, is called to give a word of hope in the middle of everything that's happening in our world today. Jesus said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be earthquakes in various places and famines. But, but when, when, the, when the disciples began to ask him, when's everything going to happen? Like, when's this all going to go down? I mean, this is now 2,000 years ago at this point, And they're asking when it's going to happen. Because since Jesus rose from the grave, I mean, people have always thought Jesus was coming back that day. I mean, Paul thought Jesus was coming back in his lifetime. The disciples thought it's just going to be a matter of maybe a couple months, Jesus will come back. And we're still here waiting. He is coming, but this is not something that's new to our generation. People have always thought. I mean, when Hitler arose, like less than 50, whatever how long ago it was, it, there was this, um, the world is ending. A few years ago, my birthday is May 21st. There was this notion that May 21st, I think it was 2000, maybe 15 or 14, the world was going to end on my birthday. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because I'm here. No, I, that's, it's just, that was, and then the pastor that said May 21st was the day came out on May 22nd and said that he made a miscalculation. It was actually September something. And then September came and passed and it still didn't happen. And you know what? If Jesus doesn't know the day or the hour, then who are we to try to guess the day or the hour? This morning, I want to talk to you about Jesus' response to the disciples that were asking when the end was going to happen. And as soon as he, they asked, Jesus, when's this all going to go down? Jesus said, be on your guard against people who come and do work in my name but have nothing to do with me. Church, I want to give you a warning this morning because there are a lot of people doing things in the name of Jesus without the blessing or the, or the presence of Jesus. So there's a lot of people claiming to have a deep revelation or a special revelation of the will of God that God has not given to us through scripture. And so if it's not rooted in what God has already revealed, it's not revelation. There's a lot of people that are wolves in sheep's clothing who sound good, but we need to be guarded against because Jesus warns the church that many will be led astray by fine sounding arguments by those who sound like they know what they're talking about, but actually don't have the presence or the blessing of Jesus himself. 
And so Jesus begins to warn the church about those who are going to lead others astray in a way that seems right. How scary is that, that there are people doing things in the name of Jesus without the presence of Jesus? That scares me to death. But also, again, it kind of gives me like a, you know what, a, a reassurance that when we do things in the name of Jesus with the presence of Jesus, we are guaranteed victory. So there's that double-sided thing to it. But, but Jesus warns the church right there in Mark 13 to be on your guard. But in order to be on your guard, what do you need? You need to know the weapon that you have. You, you can't just be on your guard without defense. And that's why more important than ever, it's important for the church to be truly like covered by the armor of God, by the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Church, in order for us to know what is deception or what is truth, we need to know what the truth is, and that is the truth of God's word. You will never be on guard if you don't know God's word. You can't have a proper defense against false teaching if you don't know what true teaching is. And so I want to encourage the church, get into your word. Because whenever you start kind of coming across little deceptive things or stuff that just doesn't sound right, you're not going to be wishy-washy going here, going there. You're going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord and the word of the Lord. And so church, be on your guard. The enemy is out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe that if we are on guard with the word of God, the enemy will not prevail. Someone say amen. amen. Turn to your two neighbors and say, be on guard. Be on guard. Watch out. It's crazy times. Right? It's crazy times. More than ever, the church needs to be cautious that false teaching does not come in to the church so that we're not spreading deception and venom, but that we are so rooted in the word and the truth of God because this is the only thing that can transform lives. In a church culture that is so bent on entertainment and so bent on appeal, a lot of times we end up compromising what has always been true. I think we can change the method, but we have to stick to what is true. So be on your guard. Day in and day out, not Sundays, day in and day out, at your job, be on guard. But Jesus doesn't stop at just be on guard. He says, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Last Sunday, about 4 a.m., I mean, 4 a.m. for me is like I am in my deepest levels of sleep. Anybody love like that hour, that three, four o'clock? You're just, I mean, some of y'all wake up at that time still. I used to, so I feel your pain. But 4 a.m., and, and the alarm in our building goes off, the fire alarm. Not just our apartment, our building. Now, there's probably... 50 families that live in our building, 4 a.m. And I jump out of bed, 4 o'clock, and I say, hold on, I'm coming. And, and, I, and I'm running out the door, hold on. I don't know, who, and Alina's like, Shane, I'm right here. I'm, hold on, I'm coming. I don't know where I thought I was going, but hold on. I'm, I'm gonna save this building and all 50 families that are here. Hold on, I'm coming. But you know that moment where, it's just like, you don't know what's happening, what day is today, what's my name, who am I, who is this lady in my bed? Like, there's just no, 
No knowledge. I was so, I literally, I felt like I jumped out of my skin because I was in the deepest levels of sleep, suddenly awakened by this crazy alarm. And, uh, and it took me maybe like 10 seconds, which is a long time, to even understand what was happening. Hold on, I'm coming. So Alini's like, Shane, it's me, it's fine. Like, but then we, we have to get out of the building. We don't know if the building's on fire. I mean, we got, we got to get out. It's 4 a.m. Like, what do we do? Like, we're, 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 you know, we're dressed for bed. So I'm just starting, I, I start like putting on like shoes and like trying, and, and I, I needed to use the bathroom to be honest. So I'm over there sitting using the bathroom and Alina's like, are you gonna take forever in there? Like, we gotta go. This building might be on fire. And I'm like, girl, one more minute. Like, it's just took, and, but the building's on fire. We gotta go. So we're walking out the building, you know what I mean? Outside and here comes all these families. Michelle, you were there. I saw you come out with your dog. And, uh, and uh, we're, all, we're all outside and, 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 and here comes this little, oh man, I felt so bad. This little old lady. And it felt like she lived on like the, there's only six floors to the building, but it looked like she came down from like the 90th floor. Like, it, like she was just walking, walking, walking. And we're all outside in our pajamas. Everybody's just heated that their sleep got disturbed. And this little old lady, man, it felt like she came down from forever. And she steps out of the, I mean, she literally took a step out of the door and the alarm went off. I'm like, lady, I am so sorry. If I had strength, I'd carry you back up to the 90th floor. But girl, you're on your own. <laughs> Alarm off. So everyone just starts going back in the building. I mean, nobody gave us like an announcement, like, it's fine, y'all can go back in. We just thought, you know what, alarm's off, let's go in. So, but then once you go back to bed, your, your adrenaline is like, I still, I was ready to still go, like, I'm coming. It took me maybe an hour to fall asleep. And this is Sunday, like, I need my beauty sleep on Saturday to Sunday. Like, I need to stand up here and get y'all fired up. So I, I need my... I need my, my rest, but, but, but man, you know, if they had given us an announcement about that alarm, I would have been ready. You know, if they had said at 4 a.m. the alarm's gonna go off, I would have woken up at like 3.55, gone to the bathroom, and sat there ready for the alarm so that I wouldn't have been shocked. What was crazy is that it was out of nowhere, so I wasn't ready. So what, what I wanna talk to you about this morning is the fact that the church sh shouldn't be shocked by what's happening. We shouldn't, be sh we shouldn't be alarmed, Jesus says, because the only people that should be alarmed are those that don't know what's gonna happen. But Jesus has already given us a word of prophecy in Mark chapter 13 that says, look, this, 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 and this are gonna happen, so don't be shocked when it happens. What's up with Christians losing faith when things start going the way the Bible said they were gonna go? If anything, our faith should be strengthened because the words of prophecy are coming to life right before our very eyes. So if Jesus prophesied it and we know that everything he says comes to pass, don't be alarmed. It's gonna it's going happen. Like, I know it's unfortunate that some of these things happen, but we shouldn't be shocked that they're happening. We shouldn't lose faith that they're happening. If anything, we should cling even more firmly to the faith and the hope that we confess because we know that this is not the end of the story, so don't be alarmed. Tell your neighbor, don't be alarmed. 
Don't be alarmed. But lastly is this. He says, Jesus says, the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who endures to the end will be saved. On Friday night, Alini and I went to the Cape because we were preaching at our, our good friend's church, Kevin Eloy's church. They celebrated five years of ministry out there in Cape Cod. And, uh, and we had a good time because our wedding anniversary is this coming Tuesday. We're uh, two years of marriage this Tuesday. So it was kind of like a little anniversary getaway on their dime, which was nice. So uh, I was like, praise God, provision, hallelujah. Hotel, praise the Lord. Um, so we, we went. And on our drive back yesterday, I mean, I felt like Hurricane Jose was still there on the Cape. I mean, I feel like Hurricane Jose has been here for weeks at this point. It's like, just raining, raining, raining. Goes away, comes back. Rain, 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 rain. So on the Cape, I mean, it was just raining, windy. She felt like taking a nap in the car. So I'm like, go ahead, take a nap. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drive. And the Cape is far. I feel like the Cape is like, just like, I feel like New York is closer than the Cape. Like the Cape is far. I feel like the Cape is far. So I'm just driving, 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 driving. And I'm driving over this, like, driving over this stretch of road. And on both sides, there's a fence. And there's all these little American flags. There's all these American flags on both sides. But the American flags are all backwards. And I'm like, because there's a right way to hang the American flag in a wrong way. So the little blue square should be on the top left. That's what, that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. But literally, on both sides of this road, all the flags had the little blue box of, with the stars on the top right. And I'm like, that's wrong. I mean, they, I'm, I'm, that's just not, not correct. But then it, it came to me, <laughs> concert of cries. I'm a very highly emotional preacher, so I know that they're just responding. Their spirit is just like, I'm moved by these flags. Um... <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why they get the, I'm going to, like, these flags are wrong. But then I realized something. That I was driving over an overpass. So these flags that, to me, it looked backwards. To the people on the other side, the people that were driving underneath, the flags were correct. So for, from my perspective, the thing looked like it was wrong. It looked like it shouldn't be put that way. But it wasn't put there for me to understand. It was put there so that the people from the other side could see the flag in the correct position. And that's what I think about what's happening in our world today. From our perspective, it doesn't look right. Everything is looking backwards. Like, God, why are you doing this? And why does it look this way? But God is telling the church, this is not for you to understand from this side. It's for you to understand from the other side so that when we get to the other side, you're going to look back and see it was actually all part of the plan. From, from here, it doesn't look right. From the other side, we're going to look back and see it was right all along. There are some things that look like they're opposite. They look like they're backwards. They look like they're wrong. But God has positioned it the way it is so that there can be a plan that will be fulfilled. And so church, there will be earthquakes and famines and there will be wars and rumors of wars. And we feel like our world is turned, flipped upside down. But when we get to the other side, we're gonna realize that all that we went through in this world was very small compared to the glory that will 
will be revealed in us that day. This is not the end of the story. There is hope, and our hope is in Christ, and Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. This is not the end of the story, so don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Don't act like we don't know the end of the story. Church, there it will be a day where every knee will bow, where every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And on that day, there will be no more tears. There will be no more earthquakes. There will be no more famine. There will be no more hurricanes. But every eye will gaze upon the face of the one that died for us, and he will reign forevermore. And the memories of this past life will be but a vapor in the wind compared to the glory of eternity. So what we need to ensure this morning is not when it'll happen, but that we are ready on that day when Jesus comes back, that my soul is purified by the blood of the Lamb. So if it's September 23rd or May 21st or wherever it is, I'm ready. I don't know. You don't know. The blogs don't know. The videos don't know. Only the Father knows, but I have the certainty that Jesus will come back and take his church, and every tear will pass away. The former things will pass away, and behold, God will make a new heaven and a new earth, and the, the, the struggles of this life will be nothing compared to the glory of being in his presence. It may seem backwards now. Wait till we get to the other side. Just wait till we get to the other side. Everybody stand across this place. I want to give you hope this morning. I want to give you hope. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for our family in Puerto Rico. I want to pray for our family members that are in the Caribbean right now. I want to pray for Florida. I want to pray for Houston. I want to pray for those who are suffering. But I pray not just for a temporary provision of water and supplies. I pray for a demonstration of the presence of God in that place. So that in the middle of tragedy, people will know that Jesus is Lord. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you that we have hope in Jesus Christ.